I hope and pray you're just as excited about the Word of God as I am. And I, not for traditional sake, but if you don't mind, I, re I really believe this word is powerful all by itself. Could you stand with me as we read a couple scriptures from Genesis chapter 12? In Genesis chapter 12, you will also see very briefly, and I'll hopefully tie this in well, and I hope you'll see the power of this text. Okay? Not Pierre, the power of the text. It says this in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Verse 1, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from the house of your father to the land in which I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will, watch these words, bless you uh, and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing, which we don't talk about enough. Then it says, watch these words, I will what? Bless you. I will bless those who bless you. And then he says, watch these words. Then the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you and uh, in you, all the families of earth shall be. Okay, so I want you to read that with me because I'm sure you like that text. But let me preface the text by saying this one thing he was talking to who? Abram. All right, so I'm gonna read it with the covenant in mind, not reading it all the way with you in mind because y'all be like, oh, he's gonna talk about blessings today. You may be seated. Now, what I want to do before I even dive any further, real quick, this is my quick preface before they start, as they start that timer, I get it. Here's the preface. Even though God makes a promise, some of us are overthinking his deliverance. Now, I'm going to say that again. Even though some of God has made the promise and he's also made the way, some of us make up and overthink our own journey. So this, as we continue to talk about, loose our minds, I want to get it to a text and show you the example of someone who, even though knew God's promise, still thought he could think for God. I know y'all weren't a part of second service last week. We talked about David and Goliath, how he recognized it was God's battle. Therefore, he loosed his minds and went to war with Goliath. So you missed the preface to this one. So I'm trying to set the preface for this one. Can we dive into the word of God with prayer real quick? Let's do it. Dearly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for your grace. We thank you so much for who you are. We thank you so much that you are still God on a throne. Here's the kicker for anybody who's struggling today is that we have to first come to the realization that this is your word. It's powerful all by itself. So if for those who are sleepy, fatigued, even maybe saying, man, I've heard this sermon preached before, that we will get in recognition and be renewed to recognize that you, absolutely you, are the one who is preaching and teaching your word. I am just a vessel that is pouring out before your throne, hoping that it is a sweet aroma unto you. But I pray for the hearts of your people in my heart as well, that everything we do is for your glory, that everything that is said is for your glory, that the personality of the preacher won't get in the way of the power. So God, remove me so that all the people can hear is the beauty of your word. That's what we stood in reverence to who and what you have said. God, we love you today. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to talk about my wife real quick, and I'm going to be fast because I want you all to understand something. Ladies, there are men in here who can cook. Raise your hand. Okay, good. So put your hand down because I'm not necessarily in agreement with you right now. You know why? Because y'all, y'all already know what you're doing. 
But then y'all give directions like the person who can't cook knows how to cook. You'd be like, just put the butter in there. First, where's there? Second, how much butter? And then be like, a tablespoon. So I'm going to grab a what? A tablespoon from the drawer. But she's like, no, it tells you on the stick of butter where the tablespoon line is. You just cut it, open it up, and throw it into the pan. I don't know this stuff. I don't like it. But what I've learned, though, is if you follow instructions, it comes out the same way every time. Yeah. If you just do what the wife says, it, it, you can't mess it up. But guess what I end up doing? Messing it up because I end up overthinking the person who gave me the recipe. Because they already know what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, my God already know what happened when he gave you the recipe. He already know what's going to work. He already baked this before. He already seen it rise to the point where they needed to get to. He already seen the pancakes come out fluffy. He already seen what's going to happen because he's a God of power and time. My God is just waiting for you to put the butter as he told you. Don't overthink the recipe because he knows the results. The problem is that some of us think we're the chef in the kitchen. And we start modifying his recipe. We start saying, mm, I think we need more butter. We start saying, mm, I think we need more salt. And your behind starts doing all this over the recipe only for it to come out salty. My prayer for you in this sermon is that you, you will stop overthinking God's recipe. If he tells you what he going to do, believe it. But the problem with some of us who struggle with anxiety, can't sleep at night, the problem with some of us who think you know better than God is that you start looking at the recipe and all the mise en place that's around and you start adding things to God. Therefore, you can't sleep because now it's your plan, not God's. And for you, for those who are struggling, for those who are wrestling, for those who can't sleep, for those who think they can overthink people, for those who think that next email is going to work, for those who think they can outthink their wife, their husband, their singleness, for those who think they can get it together without God, my God journeyed you here. He put the mise en place in front of you. He knows exactly what the recipe is supposed to be. All he wants you to do is cook. So let's cook. And for the rest of this sermon, I'm going to prove to you that even though you think you've mapped it all out, God had a map all along. So what I want you to do is dive into Genesis chapter 1. I don't have Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. I don't want, and I can't, for the sake of your time, because the pastor's not here, so we're going to be on time. For the sake of your time, I can't dive into every text, because we're going to, I promise you, get the whole, almost the whole chapter done. But I want you to see something. The first word is all contingency. Watch these words. It says, go forth. Now, that's a command, ladies and gentlemen. Go cook. That's a command, ladies and gentlemen. Do you know the rest of the tenses of the verb? Not only do they change. Watch these words, and I'm going to break it down for you. Not only do they change the action or the person of action, they also are subject to the go forth, meaning every verb from this point forward is passive. You're going to be like, why does that even matter? Because the going, everything else that follows won't happen unless the go happens. Oh, this is going to make sense. So he says, go forth, and I want you to leave your country and your family. Okay? Let's just read it together. It says, watch these words, go forth from your country and from your relatives. They ain't coming except for Lot. And from your father's house to the land 
which I will, but I'm not getting there yet. So he's the first step of God's cooking. The first step of him mapping it out is that you got to leave. The problem for many of us in this sanctuary is that when God tells you to leave your place of origin, leave your comfort zone, leave something that you've only known, leave the job that you've been at for 28 years, go ahead and retire not knowing what you're going to do, do things that you never thought would happen, leave situations, leave people, not your husband or wife, leave people that are not supposed to be there. When God starts to challenge you to leave something, Many of us are like, God, wait, 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 that's not the plan. I like Harlem. I like where I'm at. I'm rich here. People like me. My father's here. And we start to say, God, 